You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites I was missing school and on my Saturday nights Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills I was singing songs to pay my family's bills Little me, growing up Broadway Little me Hello, I'm Mark Tuminelli and welcome to the Little Me Podcast. We are back. I took a little break to deal with the earth closing, but I cashed in an old Amazon gift card and bought a blue snowball microphone so I could podcast for my Hell's Kitchen apartment quarantine. So I'm happy to be back and this time with an actual real life TV star. He's one of the stars of Disney Plus hit show, High School Musical, the musical, the series. You know him as Big Red. Welcome everyone's favorite tap dancing ginger, Larry Saberstein. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Larry. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so I'm so great. Thank you for are you are you so great? Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for doing this. I'm so happy to chat with you. It's actually been a while since we talked. So yeah. I'm excited to catch up with you and hear all about high school musical and your life and what you're doing, uh, being a Long Island theatrical celebrity and all of those things. But um <laughs> we'll uh normally we talk about what we're obsessed with at the end of this episode, but we're gonna kick it off since we're all trapped in our houses. What is the thing that you're obsessed with that's getting you through quarantine, your favorite TV show, movie? What is happening? Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have a couple things, but I think number one, first and foremost, is Schitt's Creek. Yes. Um, my my mom actually started watching the show after me and she finished it before me. Uh, so I, I think I'm somewhere in like season three or something like that, but I'm working my way through slowly because I don't like to go through shows too quickly. Uh, Cause then I, once I'm, once you're done, you're done with them. So I like to like take my time with shows, but definitely uh Schitt's Creek. Also, I've been, um, I've been learning how to play the piano um, like a little bit more formally than I have in my life. I never really played the piano before. Uh, so I've been, I've been practicing piano and my parents got me a, a subscription for my birthday to Scribed, which is that a uh, service that allows you to get uh, sheet music and, and stuff uh if you have a subscription. And so I've been going through a lot of, you know, musical theater songbooks and actually just like figuring out 
chords and and learning how to play those things so those those two things have been really great for me during the quarantine i will i will take both of them the schitt's creek finale is like truly one of the greatest 30 minutes of television or 22 minutes of television that has ever existed so when you get to that we will re uh catch up about it but okay i can't wait good and it gets better and better and better um it's such a great show my obsession right now is ozark it's so basic but i'm so obsessed with it I've, like, I've actually never seen Ozark. You've got to get in. Uh, Laura Linney is the greatest actress of our times. <laughs> I'm so like, truly, truly obsessed with her. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I am becoming Laura Linney in my quarantine in my house. Um, and after you watch that, you'll be terrified. Um, okay. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, huh? Yeah, but it's so good. Um, all right. So were you filming season two of High School Musical, the musical, this series, when yes. this all happened? Yes, we were. We had finished uh, up to... Uh, the second episode and we were we had we just started episode three we were we were on like day two of episode three um and they they sort of called us all in and said that we needed to stop for a little bit but yeah we were we were well underway for sure wow um when you when you guys start this season do you have an idea of where we're all going as far as characters or you just have those first two scripts or tell me about that yeah. So, um, yes and no. Uh, you know, Tim likes to sort of, Tim is our executive producer. He likes Tim to- Federley, yes, Broadway, Tim Federley, our Broadway, executive producer. Tim Federley, yes. uh, he, he likes to uh, drop little hints just to keep us excited. But as far as actually reading the scripts and knowing um, what the, the storylines are, um, we know on a broader sense where it's going, but the little details we, we really don't know, mostly because they haven't been written yet. Um, you know, in TV, a lot of times it's written to the actors and and who they who they are and what they can bring to the table. So, you know, a, a great example of this was like Big Red in the first season was not supposed to be a top dancer. Um, that was never part of the character. And then after I was hired, uh, that just became a large part of who who I am and and who what I could bring to Big Red. And so, um, so things like that change over time. Um, and so. So yeah, so we we don't really know where it's going at the end, but um, but we had read the first four scripts because we were just about to film uh, the third and fourth episode. Wow. Um, so was the character always Big Red, or you came in and they were like, "This character is Big Red." Where do uh, we get this name from? No, so, so he was always Big Red um, from the very first draft of the very first uh, pilot. Um, he was he was always named big red um there was a point in time when they didn't know uh if they were going to go with a a redhead and um they were thinking about maybe changing the name or having him always wear like a red hat or something but uh they didn't have to do that it was because they went with me so and you were the last person who was cast in the series right yeah i was the last series regular um cast uh in the first you know round so um I think when I when I finally got the call that I had booked it, we were like three weeks out from shooting the pilot. I had about a week to like get my life together and move to Salt Lake. Yeah, crazy. Um, how did the audition come up for you? Was it an agent audition? Did someone recommend you? Talk to us about the audition process of High School Musical. Yeah, so uh, so it was my manager. Um, I've had uh, my manager. Uh, her name is Judy Leslie uh, since. Um, I was probably about 10 and actually you 
are the reason that I am here because Wait, I say did, that again. Say that yeah, one more time so that people can really hear you. I, I want people to hear it. you are the reason that I that I hear that I'm here because um I did your industry showcase when I was like I, I don't know, I must have been ten. Um I was going to go back and look at the binders, uh, but I didn't get to it this morning. Yeah, I must have been I must have been ten. I think I sang Gary Indiana, uh, and and I found my manager from from that, uh, and um, and I've been with her ever since. I'm still with her, That's and great. so so she helped me uh, find this audition, um, and then I actually I was in college at the time. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go to the very first call. Um, we were on break. I, I believe we were on like holiday break still. Um, but I was going down to visit my grandparents uh, in Florida. And as you do. And, where all good um, Jews go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like where all good Jews go in January. But yes. um, I, uh, and so I, I initially was like, I, I don't think I can go to this call. I know it's a, it's a big one, but I don't know if I can do it. And they moved it a day earlier for me. Some, by some grace of God, they, they were able to, to put me in a day earlier. And then, um, I did the first audition and I flew down to Florida and I think I was there for like maybe 30 hours and they called and they said, is there any way you can get back to New York tomorrow? Uh, and I said, okay, I'm not supposed to come back until Tuesday, but sure I can get back on Friday. Uh, and so I, figured it out, found a very, very cheap flight that was leaving in like an hour. Um, you know, quickly said goodbye to my grandparents, ran to the airport, got on the plane, was back in New York the next day for the callback. Uh, and, and because they were so down to the wire, it really wasn't a callback. It was really more of like a final callback, um, which is why I knew it was so important. And then, I don't know, three days later, I was in LA uh, chemistry reading with Joshua Bassett, who plays Ricky. Um, and then another three days later, I, I had booked it. It was a very quick process, which I know a lot of times for things like this, they're not quick processes. Like some of the other people in the cast had to wait, you know, 10, 15 days before they were told. But I, I, I guess I had that luxury of, uh, of being quick because I really needed to find someone. <laughs> what kind of prep did you do in that very quick time before you started shooting a pilot, which was not necessarily, you know, an experience that you have of shooting a, a series, you know, yeah. being a series regular on a TV show. I know you've done other film and TV stuff, but what kind of prep did you do in that little window you had? You know, it was actually a lot of life prep and less acting prep, uh, just because I, I, I think it all started to have to sink in that this was a big deal and that I was starting to go on this journey, whether I liked it or not. Um, and, and of course, and I, I love it and I'm so grateful, but it's a lot when it's all coming at you very fast. Um, and so and especially when they're like, you're moving to Utah. Yeah. You're, you moved to Utah. I had no idea where we were going to shoot this thing when I first auditioned for it. Um, and so then they were like Utah and I was like, great. Uh, so I had to kind of pack up my apartment and, and, you know, I went to LA for the first time ever. And then I wound up going three times in the first like month of all of this. Um, so it was a lot of planes, uh, a lot of just like mental preparation. As far as the show itself goes, I mean, I, I think the character is so much like me. And, it, you know, it's one of those things you, you, when you get auditions, sometimes they just come in and you just know that it's right. And you just know that it's 
going to work out and you can feel it in your gut. Uh, and, and I got this show about kids doing high school theater and this character who was supposed to be a little bit quirky and bright red hair and, uh, you know, main character's best friend. And it's like, perfect. I, yeah. And, and I was also at the time going to school for theatrical design. And so the fact that then big red joins the crew and does the lighting for the, you know, for high school musical. Yes, like it was, you're like the worst lighting designer on television. Oh, yeah. Like just pulling knobs. <laughs> just it's so, it's so funny to watch. It's a, well, that, that actually, the, the board that they gave me isn't even a lighting console. It's a video switcher, um, but they, but it had light up buttons and pulley levers and stuff. And so they wanted something that looked a little bit more intense and uh, and terrifying and, and so they went with that but i just thought it was funny i was like this you get this very thing good couldn't it control lights even if i wanted to yeah <laughs> you're but then magically you're quite good magically you're a broadway lighting designer yeah, that's, then that is magic that's the of beauty of disney, disney uh, television <laughs> so you're in this big cast of all people kind of around your age right who's the yeah. youngest of the what's the age range uh the the youngest is sophia and then um frankie is actually the oldest yeah so so we but we're all within um we're all within four years of each other Got for it. the most part. Yeah. So you're all like within four years of each other living in Utah on your own. What mm-hmm. are we doing when we're not filming? What give us an idea of what goes on when you're you're done for the day or you have two things. days off um, um, in, your, in your magic soul summer stock life you're living. And you yeah, I mean it was I think it was a little different last year uh, than this year, just because last year we were like, we have to be friends. Um and and you know, that's a great energy to have when we're first starting out because it actually created a solid foundation for us to really be friends. And this year, uh, I think we're a little bit busier. Um, the show is much bigger. And so, so you're our- all celebrities now. So no one talks to each other. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, it's, it's more like, uh, you know, last year we would, we would do these game nights, uh, and we would, we would all hang out and, um, and play like, uh, we play Uno and, and play, I don't know, different games that, that we bought and, and go out for dinner and all this stuff. But this year it's kind of like, we'll do the off game night, you know, maybe once every week or something, but on days that we're shooting, most of the time we, we wrap now a lot later, uh, because, um, you know, kids are, the kids are getting older and we can do longer hours and then we can do a bigger show quite frankly. Um, and so, so our days last year used to be around like 10 hours and now they're close to 12 or 14 hours, which is like a normal TV show. Um, but, but when the day is over, we sometimes, sometimes we can't even go out to dinner because the restaurants are closed. Got so it. yeah. And so, do you guys all live like in the same apartment complex? Are you all staying in the same hotel? Uh, no, we're, we're sort of spread out around the city. Uh, you know, there's like a downtown area of Salt Lake. And so a lot of us are there. I'm a little bit off to the side just because I wanted to, a nicer apartment with like a neighborhood feel that wasn't in like a city area. I was like, if I'm going to be moving out of New York, um, I might as well enjoy the mountain, enjoy the mountain. But, but you know, but, but the other kids are from LA. So they're like, let's move to the downtown, you know, of Salt Lake where it looks like kind of, I don't know, downtown New York, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so fun. I'm in love with Kate Reinders on the show. I think that she is so brilliant. And she's great. She's so fun to watch. And it's, it's fun to watch like one real adult amongst all these oh, yeah. kids. And she was um, like my first friend on the show too, which is, which is wild. I, I've, I've looked up to her since, I don't know, since I mean, the days of something such, rotten, probably. Yeah, huge career. Yeah. Um, is she like, is she fun with all of you or does she want to murder all of you teenagers? Like I know I you're know. not she, little teenagers. She's but. the best. She's, she's like 
I, I think she's really taken a lot of us under her wing. Um, especially me. I can, I can really speak to that. Uh, she, I don't know. I, I view her as like another mother when I'm there. Um, and she has a, her son too, Luke, who's uh, turning three. Um, and on my birthday, she said like, you're like a brother to Luke. And, and I don't know, we all just started crying. I because love it that. was just like, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I really look up to her and she's, she really is. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm Tim tells the story of he was, when he was casting her, uh, Casey Nicola called him <laughs> and said, you know, Casey Nicola directed yes. her and something rotten and, and, um, and called, called him and said, if you cast, uh, if you cast this woman, she'll be a mother to all of your kids. And, um, and she really is. I, I don't, yeah. Well, it's so funny about, you know, kind of, we're going to talk about Tim next, but there, uh, this business is such a, and something that I know a lot of parents and kids listen to this podcast because I have so many listeners, but yeah. um, kids and parents <laughs> listen to this podcast. And I love remembering that this is such a small world and everyone is so connected. And right. the creator of your show, Tim Federley and Kate did Gypsy together. Yeah. Um, Tim was in the chorus and Gypsy yep. and uh, Kate was playing Dainty June. And, you know, now Tim is the creator and the head writer, you know, uh, producer of this show. And, you know, yeah. here here she is back working with him. And it's just like such a stamp of how you need to treat people in this business. And Yeah, how- I mean, if, if she had not talked to him, you know, 20 <laughs> years ago because she was a lead and he was a, a chorus boy, yeah. I don't know if – she would have this, you know, yeah, role right now. She would. But um, by being a, an amazing person, yeah. you know, the amazing person that she is, uh, you know, it really can pay off. So tell us about working with Tim Federley, who started his career as a Broadway chorus boy and had been mm-hmm. in, you know, the choruses of a bunch of Broadway shows like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And he was in Little Mermaid and he was in Gypsy. And he is, you know, started this great career as becoming a writer and writing these great uh, YA novels. Is that right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And um, he uh, obviously has this incredible opportunity to write this series. Um, tell us what it's like working with him and how is it collaborative and how much do you get to put your stamp on big red through him? Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, well, I think, you know, the interesting thing about Tim is he, and this is a, amazing. And I think it's necessary for a show like this. Um, if he wasn't a Broadway guy, I don't know if the show would be able to have as much heart and, you know, sensibility as it does. Um, so much of the, what happens in the show is, from his own experiences on Broadway or just doing theater and and growing up in theater. So the fact that he is such a, you know, tried and true theater person, um, it it just, just comes through so much in the show um, and really gives it the, the heart that it, needs. And there's um, so many clever things that I feel like are so uniquely Tim. I mean, down to the, yeah. uh, all of the set pieces that are in your rehearsal room that I'm like obsessed right. with pulling out. Um, yeah, there's, I, there's a camel, there's <laughs> like the, the ladder and all those things that are, and a lot of those are from the original movie. Cause we film, you know, four so you blocks film, away. You film in, you don't film in the high school that they film. Tell me about where do you film? We do. And we don't. So, so we have a, a stage uh, that's a, a set um, that is sort of like a duplicate of the high school. Cause we can only film in the high school on the weekends um, when they don't have, cl- you know, school. actual school, <laughs> um, which is, you know, which is a big reason why the first movie is set in Albuquerque because the, they filmed it over the summer. Um, 
but the storyline was January. Got and so it. they needed an explanation for why it was hot in January. So that's why it's Albuquerque, New Mexico and not anywhere of USA. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so we film there on the weekends for the most part. Um, and then, but you know, it's, it's always a little bit different. Um, and then, uh, and then we have a stage that, that we use, uh, that has like some other sets, like Big Red's basement, uh, is, is a set on this stage and Nini's bedroom and, and some other things that were added for, for this year. But yeah. I love it. Um, so is there any interaction between you guys and the kids that are in that school? Not usually. No, I mean, unless, you know, sometimes I guess they get asked if they want to be background or, or something like that. Cause we do have a large, you know, amount of Salt Lake, you know, background people that we need to have. Cause it's a pretty large show show in that, in that sense. But, but, uh, but no, I mean, um, I, I mean, I always wanted to do a thing where we went and like talk to their drama program. Amazing. Cause I just thought that would be fun, but well, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> Um, so when you guys stage these big musical numbers, Glee style, walk me through how it works. Do you guys record it first? Do you go in? T- tell me about filming yeah. the bigger musical pieces. Well, it's funny that you say Glee style because it really is because it's Zach Woodley. Uh, I mean, uh, it's – Yeah. I just I, – I had seen the first couple episodes and then – and I loved it and I thought it was great and it just sort of like – I didn't finish watching it. And then I watched the rest of them in the last two days. And I was like, this is so, um, first of all, it's so fun, but it's so glee. It just brings that. It, it really is. That joy is like, it's so it's like, easy it's, it's, to watch. That, Zach Woodley really brings his humor to it and his glee stamp. And, and it, and it, it really just, yeah, it, it brings out a lot of the comedy as well. Um, but, but for the, so, so usually what happens is, um, we will get the songs before we actually table read. Um, so a lot of times we'll get the songs without context um, and not really know how they fit into the story. Um, and then we'll go record the songs um, in usually a recording studio in Salt Lake. Sometimes it's in LA if it's an earlier song in the season and they want to try to get a head start, something like that. Um, yeah. And, and then, and then we'll just start rehearsing, you know, and then, some point within rehearsing the dance, we'll get the track, uh, the, you know, the actual track with our vocals. We'll hear that for the first time. So that usually by the time we've started to table read uh, the episode, we're, we're mostly through what that dance number is. And then it, it just has this weird way of coming together. Um, it, it, it's this weird thing where like, you, especially because it's, in film and you don't actually get to rehearse on the stage or on the set until the day that you're shooting it. Um, you kind of think that it's not going to work and, and you're confused at how it all pieces together. And then all of a sudden you show up that morning and everything is exactly the way you thought it would be. And it just works. I'm not sure if that's a testament <laughs> no, to no, working with professionals or if it's just how it works in, in television, but, but yeah. I mean, obviously they know what they're doing, especially, you know, having done it before. Do you get to see, how soon do you get to see the episodes before they were released? Oh, so for season one, the only episode that I had seen before its actual release on Disney Plus was the first two. Everything else I had to wait. Yeah, we saw it all. We saw it all as it was coming out. Um, Was that terrifying or truly so fun? I think it was fun. I think it was fun. I mean, it's, I trust them so much and ultimately like it's, it's Tim's vision and it's his show. And I know that he's the one that has hands on it from when it 
is created until, you know, all the way through its release. And so, uh, you know, he has our best interest at heart. And so I would never, you know, I know that the show is never going to be bad. And of course, if something is cut, you know, that's just, that's just what it is. You have to trust it was cut for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and there were a few things, of course, like a couple of little scenes or talking heads or larger moments that became smaller because, you know, we, we got renewed for a second season. And so certain things they wanted to keep uh, secret and reveal them in the second season. And so there's all of these amazing details and, and it's everything is considered. And so I think it's it's more just exciting because I, I knew it was going to be great. Did you film alternate? It does feel so much like the whole last episode. It's very winky and like, wait till next season or, you know, so obviously by then you guys knew you had a second season. No, no, No. we filmed, we filmed a couple of different endings. Yeah. Um, We didn't know that we had a second season until October and we wrapped season one in July. So that is a very exciting way to start your major TV career. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was it was it was huge. Yeah, they they filmed a couple of different endings, and um, especially for that very the very very last scene, uh, there were a couple of different moments. But then my scene with uh, with Julia at the end was always supposed to be like this nice little tag, and and they had developed that idea like early early on. So so I knew that was coming. But and I yeah. as I was watching, I was like, they're gonna let this boy tap dance, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, they didn't. Ah, it's. We don't want to spoil for anyone, although it has been out for a long time. But you get to you get to show your other amazing gift. Yeah, um, and it's so well done, and it's like it seems like the coolest thing in the world to shoot to get to have oh, this like, was, big moment. It was so cool. It was so cool. It was the last day, like the last, last, last day of the last episode, and it was probably we probably didn't start shooting that until eleven p.m. Um, and we had been there. I had been there since nine a.m. that day. Uh, so they, they were they were filming the we're all in this together curtain call of the show and um, and then it was that uh, and it was a lot it was a long day but it was so worth it. Oh my god, it's so cool! We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> um, so there, uh, there are situations on the show that are so wild. Like mid-show, mm-hmm. there are understudies on for a scene and then people like it's it's truly there there are so many there you guys are blocking scenes that no one's in um there are a lot of wild theatrical things that are happening are you guys ever like this would never happen in a million years or do we just give up everything for this mockumentary style i don't that's that's so interesting i i think i think even though you don't think that it would happen in a million years i think sometimes it does happen i mean i was in a show um 
in a community theater, but it was an original work um, that that someone had written. And it wasn't it well, wasn't very great. I have to but, tell you, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, does, it does matter. It was, it was an original work of, of a play that someone had written, and and I was in it. But one of the girls like dropped out of the show mid run, and so they rewrote the show and gave me all of her like monologues. And I had to learn all of her monologues like that day. Like, so, so there is crazy, crazy things do happen. Right. Um, but I, but I also think that the conceit of our show is uh, this oddly fantastical world, even though it is mockumentary and it is gr- so grounded in reality, there's this oddly like fantastical element to it of, of like, okay, we're going to do this show uh, in this case, High School Musical and the second season, Beauty and the Beast. And, but, but we're going to do it our way and we're going to, you know, we're going to add our own things to it. And, and that's why, that's why Miss Jen likes, you know, has so many of these amazing shining moments is because she really does come up with these weird ideas. And Carlos too, uh, comes up with these weird ideas that then just somehow work because you just have to go with it. So, you know, like, like the in in the last episode, they're walking with the lockers, and the lockers oh are God. like spinning. I was, I was like, obsessed with that. It's it, so it, funny. It, it's like it's like working in those things that are just like a little bit. I don't, don't want to say experimental, but like they are. It's like it's like this experimental theater type thing that works so well because everybody is so uh, invested in it, yeah. and and because it's in high school, so you you like are afforded that opportunity to to play a little bit with it, but I, I think it adds so much to what we do. And, and, um, and so there are those crazy things that happen, but I, but I don't know if they're entirely uh, fictional, you know, they're, yeah. some of them are based in, in real things. So since everyone's so young, is everybody like in love with each other? There are like a billion on, you know, offstage romances, or does everyone just like want to oh. get away from each other as fast as possible at the end of the day? No, no. I mean, I think we love each other. Um, as as friends and as uh and as a solid group i think we worked really hard and and tim worked really hard to keep us um a, a solid group of you know nine kids um instead of being couples or or being you know pairings or or any of that stuff even though the show does go through a lot of that i, I think it's important that we stay um a unified front um because that doesn't happen so much anymore and and i think that's one of the reasons why this show speaks to so many people is because really there aren't you know front runners and 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 side people it it really comes through that like everybody has their moment and everybody has a thing that's special and and i think we we really counted on that and um and knew that that was so important to the tone of the show well, it's very clear, yeah. like the young people I know who are watching it um, are getting so much out of seeing people that look like them and yeah. having relationships like them. And, it, you know, it's watching those two boys at the prom together or yeah. dance or whatever, and that it, it not be this major, major thing was, right. uh, you know, like if I was a 13-year-old boy watching that, it would be an experience that would be so important. Yeah. And, and the big thing for me um, was playing a boy that uh is romantic and like is sweet and sensitive um but but a girl still likes him and and that's that that's rewarded um and not shied away from you know and so like the fact that big red does compliment ashlyn so much and and that those 
you know, those actions are rewarded and reciprocated are what was huge for me. Cause I think, you know, boys getting to see that it's okay to be sensitive and romantic uh, when you're in high school is, is a huge thing. So and not so, yeah. something you ever see ever. Right. So there's that. Um, yeah. What was your connection to the original movie? Were you obsessed with it? What, tell me about it. I, you know, I wasn't as obsessed with it as I was with some other things. I think I liked the Cheetah Girls more, quite frankly. But <laughs> don't tell anyone. No, no, no. But um, but uh, but yeah. I mean, I watched them. I, I loved. I loved all of them. Um, they're just so. They're so generation defining. I, mean, I forgot that there's three, right? There's three, yeah. <laughs> um, and the second one is, you know the best by far, but, but they're so, <laughs> they're so generation defining. I, I think there was no way that I wouldn't have seen it, you know? Um, and then I, and of course I knew every song and every lyric and it's, it's just a huge thing. It was hugely special to be part of this new life of it too. Yeah. Who from the original cast was involved at all with the series um, that, or that you met or that sticks out to you in any way? Yeah, so well, so so Lucas uh, did his his cameo, his cameo yeah. uh, in the eighth episode. He had a song, and that was amazing. Um, and I don't think that they had really considered anyone else for that. I think they were like, "Oh, it's going to be Lucas. Like this is the this is great." He's the for original him. Ryan. He's the original Lucas. Ryan, right? Um, and then uh, Casey Stroh, who plays Martha Cox, the I like to pop and lock mm-hmm. and jam. Uh, she does a cameo as well um, in the the sixth episode, I believe, and. Uh, we had met her a little bit earlier on before we knew that she was going to do that cameo because she's a Utah local. Um, so so she was around sort of just like being a, our champion and our supporter. Um, and then we wound up meeting uh, Corbin, uh, Corbin Blue and Monique Coleman uh, at, at different press events and things. And I think think that's everyone I've met. I haven't met Ashley Tisdale, though other people have. Um, but the, but I mean, the coolest part about it is that we were filming in Utah and s- uh, so many of our crew filmed the actual movies. Like they, they, they live in Utah and this is, this is, these are the jobs that come up for them. And they so, are Miss Jen. Yeah, they, no, they are. And so, well, so, so our first AD um, was a PA on the original movies. Uh, and by the third movie, he had worked his way up to being second, second AD. Um, and then now has been working his way up and now is first AD on the on the series. So, cool. yeah. Now that um, the show is airing and that, you know, it's, everybody's watching it, what has the reaction been? Do you get recognized places? Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely had uh, just doubts, but I don't think they were doubts in the show. I think they were doubts in myself and, and just fear. Uh, you know, I, I always rem- remember kind of walking around and being like, well, what if like, what if no one buys Disney plus? Like what, like, what if no one subscribes? Is, is it going to be, is that it, you know, is, is it going to be a flop? But I, but that's not what happened. Uh, people love the show. I think more than I could have imagined. Uh, of course we received so much hate when the show first uh, was announced and it was announced that we were doing this high school musical reboot and uh, a new series. And people were saying, if it's not the original cast, we don't want it. And people didn't understand the premise. And then it was so interesting to see how quickly the switch flipped um, as soon as the show came out. And as soon as people saw that first episode, um, they were, they were sold. And and so I think um, 
it's been so cool to to see that. And I think for me personally, uh, getting that sort of stamp of approval from the Broadway community has been really, really special to me because I grew up in New York and I've always wanted to do theater. Um, so being in a show about theater and then now getting certain people that are 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 fans and are championing championing the show that I've always been fans of is it, like surreal. So cool. Um, and uh, last week you guys did that Disney Family sing along yeah. special. And Ten million people watched it. It was it was incredible, <laughs> and and to think that I filmed that from my bedroom. Um, and you know, you got your mini to... horse in there. <laughs> I was... did. <laughs> um, I did get him in there. What's his name? His name is BB King. Oh, yes. He's very famous. He's a miniature horse, not a pony. As a lot of people say pony, but he's actually a miniature horse. And he's just in your backyard. And Yeah. Well, so he's he's learning to do um, service. So, so my dad is disabled. Um, he has a physical um, disability. And so... Um, the but my dad is still relatively young and still has a lot of strength and so the horse um is a better option than a dog because he can bear more weight capacity and and um and just like he has more power to him more horsepower no pun intended but mini um, horsepower if yeah. you will um and so uh so so yeah so so for the you know you're allowed to have a dog or a miniature horse that's a service animal and so we you know started on this journey to have a horse but i will say he's not really mine he he really belongs to my parents they they got him after um i had already moved out so i i, I enjoyed the benefits but um i don't really do any of the work got it <laughs> i'll take it um and i could see that the response from that disney sing along was like huge as far as um people wanting to talk about seeing you and how cool yeah. it was um was was anything weird about filming that or how did you figure out what you wanted to do as your portion of it well i i mean i think the coolest thing about that is that we got to talk to kenny ortega directly um and he really didn't have any involvement in our first season uh but he reached out and we did like a group zoom call because this, the whole thing was his idea. The whole high school musical segment was his idea. Um, and so he was like, I will not do, we're all in this together without having the new cast, um, which is like so huge that he is our champion as well. And I think so many original fans value his opinion on the franchise um, as they should. Um, and so the fact that he said, you know, no, these are the new wildcats and these are the people that we need to be including. Um, and then, you know, and then he said like that he was such a huge fan of all of us and, and he loves the show and he thinks it's so smart and all that stuff. So just having Kenny be like this really genuine supporter was, I think, the coolest part of that experience. And then just the fact that I filmed it in my bedroom and then three days later it was on national television, I think it's hilarious. Very cool. <laughs> Um, what can you tell us about season two that you're allowed to tell us? Uh, so I can tell you that season two is about Beauty and the Beast. Um, and that's, I think, all I can tell you. It's, <laughs> okay. a, it's a lot more. Um, there's going to be more songs. Uh, season one, we usually do about two songs per episode. Uh, season two, we have about three. Um, a mixture, of course, of original music and Beauty and the Beast music and some other stuff. And it's just a lot bigger. Stakes are higher. Um, we have a, a lot more uh, characters that are coming in. Derek Huff uh, is is doing a, a guest spot, which which was announced, um, and some other some other cool people. 
uh, some other awesome Broadway people are, are coming in. And so I know them too, but we can't talk about them. We can't talk about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, when do you think you're going back? I don't know. I don't know. I think you've been it, like in constant communication or they're just saying, yeah, we'll let you know when we know something. No, we do. We do like a weekly call. Uh, just, just to, just to stay connected. You know, I think it's important that we stay a cast and that we stay unified front, um, during all of this. So, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, of course we don't know exactly. It's just a matter of when, you know, when the world opens up and you can go live in Utah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to just hit on some of the early stuff because, um, how did you know that this was something you wanted to do? um, as a kid? That's a good, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I did like community theater and, um, and I, and I always just enjoyed being on stage. Uh, the, the first show that I ever did, I was three and all, and all I did was like run on stage. My, my parents were always just involved in theater. Um, and I started dancing, I think when I was around six and yeah. And when I was about 10 and when I did all that stuff with you, I think I just really, decided all right like this is we're gonna go in this direction and, and see what happens my my parents were wonderfully supportive and i think that's what you need if you're a kid um trying and to they, be and in they this were industry. bringing you in for every audition yeah and they would bring me in for everything and i would you know go in and take tap classes and and i would go in and, and do voice lessons and yeah so so i think it was just a lot of dedication and i don't think if if they hadn't been as supportive i don't know if i would have been able to do as much as, were, I, as a kid were there things that you got very close to that you didn't get that were like heartbreaking for you or oh uh, of course i mean i went in for like six different calls to be michael and billy elliot uh you know i went in a million times to be to be in uh to be in mary poppins when that when that was going around and uh, and different different shows and and y- yeah, I mean, I think I think one the one of the ones was was probably Billy Elliot because I I wanted that one really bad because of course it was like this little tap dancing boy yeah. and I wanted to do that so bad um, and then they were just like oh we think you're going to be too tall by the time we get you through Michael School and you know they were absolutely right so I can't really fault them but um, but yeah yeah I mean there there was a lot of those you know I was always kind of like too tall or, or too, you know, funny looking or whatever it was, but, but it all came around. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. You know, I talk to parents all the time who are, you know, kind of freaking out or their kids freaking out because they haven't booked a Broadway show and they're down to the last two and they don't get right. it. And I always have to remind people that this is a very long haul yeah. and you never know what's coming around the corner. And obviously for you, who knows how this, you know, how doing a Broadway show at the age of 11 or 12 would have changed your life and yeah. this opportunity wouldn't have come up for you. So yeah, it was, so I mean, it was, de- and it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely hard for me just at times because all of my friends were like in those shows, like, you know, all of my friends were the Billies or the, you know, the Jane and Michael Banks, like all, they were, they were, they were just constantly around and, and I wanted so badly to be them. Um, especially because I was in class with them. Like I knew I was as good as them and I knew I could do it. Um, but it just, the, the, the pieces never, never came together, but, but now they've come together in this way that's even more than what I could have imagined. And so you just, I just kind of had to like wait it out and stay, stay dedicated. Yeah. Um, since the show has been out and since you've been, you know, kind of uh, the new fabulous celebrity, have there been, uh, like new opportunities that are coming your way that are surprising to you or, um, I don't know 
yet, uh, just because now, of course, we're in this whole <laughs> quarantine situation. Um, of course, I, I think it's just like a, a legitimacy thing and like being more of a, a presence, I, I guess you could say. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, reaching out and I, I would love to to do a Broadway show in the future and and get some of that stuff under my belt because it's really my first love and my well, first I'm dream. I'm sure that will happen. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's all in, all in good time. I, I did an awesome reading for, uh, for the new National Lampoon musical Broadway vacation, which was really great. And I got that because of Kate. Um, and so we'll see where that goes. By my knows. buddy, Steve Rosen, who yes, is exactly. currently quarantining just down one flight of stairs for me. Oh, that's amazing. Well, tell, tell, him, tell him we talked and tell him I said hi. <laughs> um, well, I know that Broadway is probably next, but you're going to be pretty busy with TV for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and of course, of course, that's the other thing is like, I don't have all that much free time to do other things because yeah, I live six months of the year in Salt Lake City, Utah. So awesome. yeah, so. Practically a Mormon. Um, <laughs> all right, we are going to do, this is sort of our, our last part of our, our time together is we're going to do some Broadway workshop quick fire questions. There's Yay. a list of questions that have been put together by me and Broadway workshop students. And you just go with your very first um, instinct on these okay. things. All, all right. right. How many times have you watched the high school musical movie? Oh, at least 15. Favorite holiday? Mm, Hanukkah? Do you chew Big Red to stay on brand? No. It's no, really never. like the grossest gum, but no, no, no. Um, I don't like cinnamon gum. All right, first Broadway show you ever saw, Forty uh, Second Street. Oh, good one. The Last Revival. Broadway show. Last Broadway show, Dear Evan Hansen with Andrew Feldman, the star. Um, did you have braces? Yeah, I did. Have you ever been in Gypsy? No. Have you bopped to the top? Of course. I can't even get it out. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how annoyed are you that you weren't in a Christmas Story? Uh. I, I don't know. Two. I don't think I ever auditioned for that. Um, you were probably too old by the time that came out, right? Um, uh, what do you want on your bagel? Oh, everything bagel with plain cream cheese. Okay. Josh Bassett or Zach Efron? Well, Josh Bassett's my, one of my best friends. Um, best high school musical gift you received from anyone involved in the show? Oh, um, uh, we got these... Uh, Converse, like custom Converse, uh, when the show came out, and they are, they say Wildcats. Who are they, they like from? Custom painted. They're from um, the casting team. They they do like group gifts at certain times. They send birthday gifts, stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah. Have you been to Disney World or Land since you are a Disney celebrity? Uh, yes, three times to Disneyland. Oh, that's the best. Um, <laughs> how quickly do you remember lines? Um. Sometimes I can do it super quickly. Sometimes I'll, I'll just like quickly scan in the morning and um, and shoot the scene during the day. When you're doing film, it, it happens quickly because you're learning a lot of lines, a lot of days. And so, yeah, so I think doing a TV show helps with that. Favorite meal? Uh, chicken nuggets. Last thing you auditioned for? Um, oh my God, I don't even know. I don't know. I have an audition coming up. I have self-tape I have to do for this Netflix movie. Um, Book so maybe that's so that. Um, best thing about your tiny horse? Um, that he lives in my childhood home. Great. What role should Patty Lapone play on your TV series? Oh, uh, she should play um, Miss Jen's drama teacher that didn't believe in her. Oh, I'm so into that. <laughs> um, Tim, are you listening? Um, did you watch Glee? Yeah, yeah. Not as much, but yeah. What was your first audition song? 
Um, probably like consider yourself from Oliver. Okay, Ryan or Sharpay? Uh, I actually like Ryan. Yeah. Do you watch any shows on Bravo? Um, when my mom is watching them, I'll I'll you know come in and take a glimpse at the Real Housewives. Can you name two Real Housewives? Um, uh, uh, Bethany Frankel and Ramona. Great, love Ramona Singer. Um, favorite high school musical song? Um. You are the music in me from the second one. Have you ever left a show at intermission? No. What movie could you watch over and over and over again? Um, Big Hero 6. Weirdest fan gift? I haven't gotten any fan gifts, but I have seen some really interesting fan artwork. Um, there's there's ones of, uh, of me and Josh kissing, which I think are hilarious. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's probably the weirdest. Okay. Um, when Broadway is back, pick a show to be in. Um, Book of Mormon. Great. I love that. All right. Tell the people where they can find you, Larry. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok now, Ooh. at Larry Saperstein. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, Larry Saperstein. I've, I've been doing these weekly um, quarantine tap classes uh, live uh, on Fridays at 4 p.m. So if you want to check those out. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Larry Saperstein. Well, listen, Larry, I'm so proud of you. It's really it's so exciting to watch you on my television. Thank and, you so uh, much. I know it's just going to get bigger and bigger and more exciting, and I can't wait to see what happens. Thank um, you. So thank you so much for being with me today. Um, thank you. It's it's all it's all you. I wouldn't have been able yes, to get here without you. remember that when you win like an Emmy. Um <laughs> Subscribe to the Little Me podcast, everyone. Rate and review um, four stars or five stars, whatever the maximum amount of stars is. Choose that. And um, follow me at Mark Tuminelli on Instagram. And that's T-U-M-M-I-N-E-L-L-I and Mark with a C. Um, and we'll be back next week with Renee Rapp, which will be very exciting. And uh, yeah, she is so cool. She's like, just a, I like want to be her when I grow up. Um, Amazing. But uh, thank you, Larry, so much for being with us. It's been such a pleasure to get to chat with you. And I can't wait for you to get back to Utah to do your thing. Woo! Woo. Thank you. Have a good rest of your quarantine. Thanks. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash littleme. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.